I've built so many things with tutorials. I'll follow it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I'll tweak this and I'll tweak that. But you really don't know like what you're doing until you've solved a problem that is meaningful to you. Hello, and welcome to the PyBytes podcast, where we talk about Python, career, and mindset. We're your hosts. I'm Julian Sequeira. And I am Bob Beldebos. If you're looking to improve your Python, your career, and learn the mindset for success, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the PyBytes podcast. Uh, this is a very special episode. I'm Bob Beldebos and I'm here with Charles Carrière. Charles, how are you doing? I'm great. Nice to see you, Bob. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So um, for the audience, uh, Charles is a Python developer currently in a PDM program, and he's also an entrepreneur. So I think we have quite a few things to digest and to dive into. But uh, yeah, first of all, how are you doing today? I'm feeling good. It's a good morning here in New Orleans. New Orleans you are, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's my yeah. afternoon, it's your morning. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get started. Um, so I've got a couple of questions, uh, seven or so. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, we're going to talk about your coding journey, uh, your PDM journey and entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. to kick it off then, uh, how did you get into coding and Python? You know, I got into coding really as a hobby and looking back on it, it's I've really I've actually been doing this for, uh, I guess, to me, it's a long time. So in my previous career in finance, I signed up for a data camp data camp courses doing data analysis and machine learning just because I was interested in it. And that was probably in 2016 or so. In 2017, I left my career in finance where I'd spent 20 plus years and spent six months at as as an apprentice at a local software development shop. My goal was to learn software, to learn how to program, because I'd always been fascinated with it, really enjoyed it, you know, when I've tinkered around with it. But, you know, life, you know, job, four kids got in the way. Um, this shop was, they were in an Elixir and React shop. And while I thought Elixir was really cool, I really didn't like JavaScript because there were always about six different ways to do the exact same thing, which really frustrated me. Um, but anyway, I ended up going there to, to learn how to code and ended up being a product manager for a large oil and gas project because I had domain expertise in it. Um, so it taught me a ton about project scoping, agile development, you know, managing sprints, Um, And I say that, you know, I really still lean on those skills when I write software, I can write a good, you know, given when then ticket. And um, when I'm stuck on a big problem, I'll, you know, I'll revert back to that to just sort of break it up into smaller pieces. But um, I've also played around with various Raspberry Pi projects using uh, CircuitPython, which I have a good time with, but, um, you know, it was more, it was really a hobby for about, mm. you know, six or eight years. And then, um, in the last couple of years, I've, I've really tried to lean into it, especially with the, uh, the PDM program. Awesome. Yeah. We'll touch upon that, uh, more specifically what you're working on, but, uh, mm-hmm. so funny enough, you're also uh, coming from a finance background. That's also what I originally uh, studied. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was it about coding that really, uh, really excited you that you made that pivot and, and what still excites you uh, to this day? You know, I, I 
what I what I have discovered is that when I'm working on a problem in code, um, I can lose myself for however long it takes, you know, a couple hours, two or three hours. And then when I come up from it, I'm not drained. I'm really energized. So I think there's something about the problem solving, um, you know, even sort of the, you know, getting your hands, you know, exercising your hands on the keyboard. It just, um, for whatever reason, I, I feel like it's, um, you know, it, it's kind of a, a game with, you know, enough rules to keep you focused, but not so many that it forces you down a certain path. And for whatever reason, I, I just, I really, really enjoy it. Nice. I like the analogy of a, of a game. Uh, yeah. yeah. And also it's, it's almost meditative, right? Uh, the experience you can be completely absorbed and it's kind of a nice balance of, I guess, problem solving, but not painful. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the, the, I think that there's, uh, you know, I know early on when I'd have a problem, I couldn't figure it out. It was just so, so frustrating. Um, and it, you know, I'd back away for, you know, weeks at a time on, on something. But, um, I think as you understand that this is part of the process, like this is, this is what everybody goes through. Um, and you know, you've just got to push through it. And if one path isn't working, try another one, but don't mm -hmm. stop trying. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a lot of creativity in that and, uh, persistence and mindset, but we'll, we'll get yeah. into that. But, uh, yeah. And before going into PDM and what you're actually building, um, also want to just ask you about entrepreneurship because you're an entrepreneur at heart. Um, yes. and which might make sense, right. Coming from a business, uh, background, but, uh, yeah, maybe you can also share a bit what you've been building on the side, uh, even before PDM and what you're currently mm -hmm. doing and um, how that um, experience has uh, shaped you. Yeah, well, I've learned probably too many lessons to list here. Some of them really painful, some of them joyful. But, um, you know, I started a software company, Scandi, in 2014. I knew nothing about coding. Um, it was I, a, a friend of mine said, you know, somebody should start this business. And if they did, I would buy it because uh, he was working for a, a 3D printing company at the time. And I said, sure, why not? You know, mm -hmm. can't be that hard. Little did I know. But um, so, as I said, I knew nothing about coding, but I had a great co-founder. He's, you know, become a dear, dear friend. Um, and he's absolutely fearless. Um, you know, he's got incredible talents, but he had a mindset that he could build anything. It's just code. Um so I think that was a really important lesson that I got. Um, you know, it became one of uh, Scandi's core values with enough money and attention, anything is possible. Um, uh, I think the other uh, thing that really helped me out um, that Scandi probably, you know, we could have done better in a number of different uh, areas that I apply to what I'm doing now is the need for focus. When you start something, there's a temptation to to really do it all, um, you know, you can have this idea for, oh, I'm going to build this thing and it's going to do, you know, A, B, C, D, and you you list all the things that you can do. Uh, you want to capture the whole market. But I think the, the real key is to not boil the ocean uh, mm -hmm. or not try to boil the ocean. Focus on getting one thing right, serving one key customer. Um, so, yeah, so those were kind of the, you know, the, the big lessons that I've um, you know, the big couple of the big takeaways from, from starting a, a software business. So yeah. So don't just, so don't just 
just don't just guess, right? Do your homework, look at what the market wants and needs and and start work backwards from a, a real demand, I guess, right? Yeah, but I, you know, look, I I will admit that um I like building the thing, right? So if somebody tells me don't build anything, go do the market research first. Um, I feel one way to do it is to build the smallest thing that somebody can use and then go out and show it to the world and do the research that way. I think there's a balance. I mean, I, you know, I know there's the, you know, I know there's the thought process that, you know, you do research before you build anything, but, you know, if research isn't your jam, I mean, I think there's got to be some joy in it. If you want to build the thing, build the thing. For the sake of building. Yeah. Because yeah. if you only like research in the market, that's also kind of a formal uh, paralysis by analysis, right? It's sometimes yeah. you just built those things also on a hunch, right? I find it cool. I see some need, but I don't have it very clear, but I just start building. And even if it's just for my portfolio, my GitHub, or just a learning experience, that's fine too. And sometimes you are lucky and you hit it bigger because you, you find people that want to consume your stuff, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was going to ask you something else. Yeah. You also mentioned, um, there's definitely some confidence with this whole entrepreneurship as well, right? From your previous answer, I heard a little bit of like you have to kind of fake it before you make it. Is, is oh yeah, true? no, there's there's no confidence here. I'm I'm you know I'm terrified all the time and and worried all the time. <laughs> but you know I I think this goes back to something that you know I think is uh, is important to you know if we're if we're going to jump into mindset, it's um, always the the. The key understanding is you're always going to feel uncomfortable. Your stuff's never going to feel good enough. Um, you know, you've got it. You've just got to push through it. You're either going to be uncomfortable about, you know, am I solving this problem the right way? Is anybody going to like it? Um, you know, you've got to launch when the product, so, you know, you know, in your heart of hearts, man, this could be so much better. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that the it's it's less confidence and more an understanding that um you know just you, you better enjoy being uncomfortable you better embrace the mm. suck that's awesome yeah an acceptance almost right like you yeah. you have to come to peace with that fact that the only comfort you're going to have is being uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, i mean it sounds look, really weird look, but the the it's the the reality is is that you're going to be uncomfortable with different things right i mean mm -hmm. you know what i'm uncomfortable with now um is going to you know the problems that i'm facing now are going to seem really trivial 6 months from now mm. right i mean the the idea that i don't have any tests written in this code yet because i've never written a test yet you know mm -hmm. right that's you know that's that's not going to be an issue until i have a a thousand users coming to the website a day and I've got this big old database and I don't have any tests to make sure that the database is in, in the right spot. Right. That's something that, you know, doesn't make sense to be, you know, that's, I can be uncomfortable about it now, but it doesn't have any meaning. Right. There's, mm -hmm. there's, if it all fell apart today, nobody would care, you know, six months from now, I hope I have a lot of users and, you know, I hope yeah. I, you know, then I'll be, I'll be really sweating the test issue. Does yeah. that make sense? Makes sense in the sense that worry only on the things that really matter at this moment. And mm -hmm. yeah, definitely us software engineers get very <laughs> trapped in that premature optimization thing. But that's actually going to increase your imposter syndrome, uh, will prevent you from launching anything. And then just, I think that then just exacerbates the thing, right? Yeah. Awesome.
Uh, okay, so we can talk mindset till the cows come home, uh, mm-hmm. as Julian likes to say. And <laughs> we would be if he was here. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's bring it back to uh, to actual what you're building. So you you are in PDM now. Uh, I think for eight nine weeks already. So you're you're getting to the end. Um, you've been working on some really cool stuff. So maybe you want to share what that is and uh, sure. what you've so, learned and uh, yeah, what's what's that yeah. doing for you? Yeah. So um, I knew I had to launch something and I wanted to be something that I was, you know, super interested in. So I'm a, you know, kind of a science nerd, science geek. Um, I've spent, you know, my career in finance around, uh, you know, traditional hydrocarbon energy. And I read a book about a year ago around fusion energy and really just um, got super excited about it. I thought it was, you know, really interesting. Um, And then, Late last year, uh, they achieved uh, ignition for the first time, where a fusion reaction generated more energy output than was put in. Um, and so I just decided, you know, this is something I'm I'm interested in. So I've got, uh, I created a Django app uh, around fusion uh, fusion energy. So it's a, a simple blog. Um, I'm aggregating articles. I'm using AI to summarize those articles and put them on a site. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be creating a a job board as well on the site so that, you know, at some point I'll, I'll just, just scraping the web right now and posting those jobs. And then, uh, at some point we'll, uh, you know, potentially if we get enough traffic, we can allow folks to either advertise or post their own jobs natively there. Um, but those are the, those are the plans for it. It's, um, uh, you know, when my PDM coach was awesome on it, um, you know, I had the, the, the site was originally going to be an aggregator for a bunch of different technologies. Um, um, you know, shiny object syndrome, I'm, you know, very distracted. So it's, you know, I also think quantum computing is phenomenal, phenomenally interesting. And so it was going to be sort of a, originally it was a site to aggregate a bunch of stuff and, you know, then I kind of did a step back and chatted with Michael on it. It's like, let's make one site smaller, you know, fewer things, just get that out. And yeah. so that's, that's what I'm doing. Had you, did you have to limit the scope um, as compared to when you, you come in? Did you very surprised like what you have now out there versus what you had imagined when you joined? How's that so, yeah, so I I think it's it's a lot simpler than it was when I joined. That being said, um, I it's I know that it's a lot more manageable at least right now than what I had. I like the features that I've built in it better than I did originally because I didn't necessarily think job board in this industry uh, initially. Um, I didn't think um, you know AI to summarize articles when um, I signed up for this. Um, so yeah, so I, I would say that, um, you know, that, and that was the other, that was another thing that I learned is like, you might have to start over three or four times, you know, before you get it right. Like, you mm. know, I think, you know, I was, I was working on a, a think I think a custom user, uh, model that was just giving me all sorts of problems and, you know, you never like to start over, but sometimes that's the best thing. And, you know, look, it's not like you've wasted a ton of money on materials. <laughs> it's not yeah. like you've half built a house. And that's a beautiful thing yeah. about software. Just start over. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. 
yeah like no raw materials you literally wasting uh this is software at, at most your time but then if you do it again you come with that pre-knowledge and you just build it three to five times faster because exactly and you know i feel like those those reps like you know just you know just creating a new python project creating a new you know creating a different app you know go ahead and stand up the database again it's you know it's reps in the gym it's going to make you it's going to make you stronger it's going to make you better if you're going to be a python developer how many times are you going to do this don't feel like you know i've I've already done that three times i don't need to do it again well yeah you do Mm mm-hmm Talking about uh, repetition and, and automation. So um, the summarizing, you, you use uh, GPT, right? Uh, ChatGPT mm-hmm. API. Yep. Um, and I think you also adopted ChatGPT quite a bit for your coding, right? Uh, you want to yeah, know about I, that I really, experience? Yeah, it, it's been, you know, where I used to use Stack Overflow, mm-hmm. um, this would be, uh, I use ChatGPT now. So um, I, you know, I paid the $20 a month for Chad GPT four. I think it's some of the best money I've ever spent. Yeah. And, uh, I really have, a, um, you know, I also have copilot and VS code. I know you're, you're more of a Vim guy, but, um, <laughs> I will admit that code cope, you know, that's, that's a re you know, I, I love the idea of Vim. Um, but, uh, I will the, get you on Vim. Don't worry. In yeah, no, I've, when we I have this conversation. I think. I've, 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 <laughs> I've, I've tried so many times and it's just, it's sort of like, okay, now I've got to get, stop practicing. Now I've got to get to work and I open VS code. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to, uh, especially with, with a Python developer setup to, to change that. Um, I, I anyway, that's another discussion. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, and that, that's the main product you come out of PDM with, right? Or have you have another one as well? Oh, I've got, you know, so many more ideas um, that I want to do. So um, I live in an area in New Orleans where we have um, uh, we have a train. There, there are like four or five train crossings right around my house. It's the same train. And sometimes it'll be stuck. Sometimes it's moving slow. You don't and, you know, you don't want to you never want to try and beat a train because you always lose. Right. But mm-hmm. um, so, you know, the of course, the the parish has been working on a an app, I think, for two years to, so that people can check in and see when the train is coming. So, um, which is kind of, you know, ridiculous that it's taken that long. But, but so one of the things that uh, I plan to work on next is to just just solve a problem locally, right, is to just take a Raspberry Pi, put a camera on it, use OpenCV to identify, is there a train here? Is there not a train here? And how fast is it moving? So how like, you know, and what direction and and so to be able to you know have a simple app where people can go there and say you know is a train coming you know how fast is it moving how long is it likely to be blocked so um anyway uh we'll we'll see if i you know if i end up building that i think it's uh you know it's a it's a problem that i know that i can solve that'll impact the however many you know thousands of people that live in this area and um you know We'll see if I can hack together a Raspberry Pi with some solar panels and batteries that, you know, can just stay outside in the weather and let people know when trains are coming. So that's awesome. When you built that, we definitely want to have you back and tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, Yeah, I got a few more questions. Um, Or did you want to say anything else about PDM, um, how it's helping you? tackle those problems more efficiently 
Um, yeah. So I, I think that the, you know, the, the benefit to PDM is, um, you know, I, you, I didn't realize how profound launching something of my own was going to impact my, uh, my engagement, right? Because mm. I've built so many things with tutorials. I'll follow it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I'll tweak this and I'll tweak that. But you really don't know. Um, you really don't know like what you're doing until you've solved a problem that is meaningful to you. Like I fought with Markdown for like, I don't know, two days, right? Trying to get Markdown to work well on my app, right? Um, I never would have done that before, but this was like, you know, wait, this has got to work. And I was uninstalling and reinstalling Markdown libraries and trying to understand why the heck wasn't, um, wasn't the bold type coming up. Italics was working fine, but bold wasn't. Um, and finally realized that the, you know, it was basically that one of the fonts that I had selected, uh, didn't have bold. <laughs> and that never happens in the tutorial, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And the other one that I, the, the other one that that wasn't working, I hadn't downloaded it. And um, so, you know, I, I thought the problem was in the markdown, was, was in the markdown library and the markdown library was working fine. But, you, you know, if I hadn't launched this thing, I never would have learned that. And, you know, that, that wouldn't, I, that is one of those little pieces of knowledge that never would have because it hadn't bit me on the ass, I never had a reason to learn it. And yeah. I think that what's great about the PDM program is that it forces you to launch your app, your mm -hmm. thing. And, um, you know, the other thing that's that's key is, I think, having that accountability coach, right? Um, a tutorial doesn't care whether you finish it or not, mm -hmm. right? But if you have somebody and, you know, Even look, GPT for that matter. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's correct. And chat, look, chat GPT is great, right? It, it allows me, what it allows me to do is to focus on the really big problems that are really intractable with my coach, as opposed to having like, you know, eight to 10 little things that I'm stuck on. So mm -hmm. the, the, the problems that, you know, I feel like the, the conversations that we have are, you know, much much more around the idea of how we structure this and you know what the approach should be as opposed to let me help you figure out this one little detail and michael's willing to do that i mean you know he's mm. fine going down the, the rabbit hole and he's great at it but what i i really feel like the it's the you know the iterative process with getting an error trying to fix it going to chat gpt searching on the web you know all that just sort of you know let's face it we're all we're all building our large our, our own large language models in our heads right yeah, nice. That's how yeah, we think yeah. about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. No, great. Uh, thanks for sharing that because, um, yeah, that, that's really true. Like with a coach, the accountability, but also the bigger conversations, the, the how to structure project, design patterns, uh, debugging. So sometimes you do have to go um, down that rabbit hole. But overall, it's also about that zero to one, right? Get something launched. And that's very difficult for people, um, especially when you only do tutorials. Okay, cool. Um, so maybe the questions I had remaining are a bit overlapping because we did already uh, discuss a lot. So thanks for uh, 
sharing already so much. Um, but yeah, tips for starting or seasoned developers, entrepreneurs. I feel you already you mentioned already some really good stuff, but maybe you have one more that really like yeah, I need to get that out there. Yeah, so I would just say start small and launch. It kind of doesn't matter what you launch. Um, assume that you're going to have a lot of at bats and not just one. You know, if you mm. think, oh, I'm launching my one big thing, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't hate ambition, but I feel like a lot of times that that gets in the way and that can contribute to it. Whereas if you say, I'm going to launch six projects in the next six months, you're mm -hmm. probably going to have more success. Um, because I think there's, you know, there's definitely an element of, uh, you know, you, you want, you want more at bats to see how, you know, to see what sticks. So yeah. I, I would say, you know, put it out there. Yeah. Especially when you're starting out, right. And you don't really know what you want uh, yet. Mm -hmm. And having many smaller projects is a good way also for yourself to kind of filter out what you really like and don't like. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then uh, the mindset question I already touched upon that, but uh, it's kind of a, an obvious question in a sense, how important is mindset and all this? I hope people get from now. It's, it's pretty important, but of course we want to hear your take on it. No, it's, it's massively. And that, and that was the, you know, as we were, uh, I was, I was walking through this and, you know, you're, you're always going to have this idea that um, it's, it's like that, hedonic adaptation right that you know if i just had a million dollars i'd be happy if i just had you know and you have a million dollars and you're just as miserable as you were before i feel like the you know the the understanding that you are going to be uncomfortable if you're on this journey and just you know like doesn't mean you're miserable it just means that you know understanding that you know you are constantly going to have to work through um work through issues, work through problems, work through things that you're stuck on, working through the feeling that what you've got isn't good enough. That's always going to be there. So you might as well get comfortable with pushing through that. Yeah. The obstacle is the way, right? Like, uh, yeah, Ryan um, Holiday's totally. Book. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've read all of them. I love them. It's, yeah. uh, Ryan Holiday's stuff. You mean? Yeah. 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 Discipline is, is a good one as well. Uh, talking about books, what are you reading? So right now, everything I can about nuclear fusion. Um, yeah. I'm in the middle of reading Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Ah, um, nice. Classic. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm a huge fan of Neil Stevenson and William Gibson for fiction. Uh -huh. um, you mentioned uh, Ryan Holiday. Uh, so I, I read all of his stuff. Um, and then also Michael Lewis and Walter Isaacson for nonfiction. Both writers who grew up in New Orleans. So Nice. Um, and do you have a specific title for the um, for the letter? Um, well, so um, I, I guess Neil Stevenson, um, uh, the one that I just that I his most recent one was Termination Shock, uh -huh. um, and uh, the Agency bought is the most recent uh, William Gibson book, um, which I loved. Um, I'm looking forward to Walter Isaacson's. He's coming out with a biography of Elon Musk, I think, in September. Wow. So I just pre-ordered yeah. that. So yeah. Um, uh, so always people always end up buying more books from our podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I look. That's that's one of my. Uh, I need to stop because I'm I'm surrounded by bookshelves and I'm 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 literally running out of space. But um, yeah, uh, the, that's that's same. one of the things where I would never not I would never not buy a book, right? So, yeah, I, I never save on books. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Isaac, Walter Isaacson, uh, the the biographies. Uh, Steve Jobs, great one mm-hmm. as well. Uh, yeah. And I yet have to read Benjamin Franklin. Well, all, all his bias are great. Um, but um, for Stevenson's fiction, um, Snow Crash, is that one of his most popular books? Is that a yeah. good starter? Or would you start with the, the ones you mentioned? Um, they are you know, independent, I- right? I think you can jump into to any of them if you because they're all pretty much standalone novels. I mean, I loved Cryptonomicon. Okay. Uh, you know, that was the that was the first one that kind of really got me into it. So if you're a if you're a hacker, probably um, you know, Snow Crash and and Cryptonomicon. So yeah. Okay. Good to know. And um I forgot to ask before with um what did you say? Fusion, uh, nuclear fusion. Mm-hmm. You, you got it from a book but just you did you just learned it from a book or did you have prior exposure to that as well uh, no it just i read i i, I guess i read uh, a review for a company uh, for a book called um where is it it's the star builders by arthur terrell it's sort of like just a survey on various companies and approaches um in the nuclear fusion field so i'd read the book and started researching it and then um saw the news from the national ignition facility um that came out in december that they'd actually achieved it so all of a sudden this cool science fiction thing it might be possible at some point i mean we've known that fusion you know getting a lot of energy from fusion is possible because you look at the sun we know that it works and you know Mm -hmm. we've had some you know fission fusion reactions so we know that you know there's there's a lot of energy to uh to be had there so um anyway and and i think that it also is um <clears throat> driven from my desire to see us solve the problem of uh of climate change mm-hmm. um using more about uh technology and abundance than um telling everybody that you know uh, they can't use their AC or drive cars or or stuff like that. I I feel like that's a, you know, uh, that that's a better message um, that's more likely to be achieved than telling everybody that they, um, you know, they need to get by with less. Right. Although we right. may have to, but um, yeah. I prefer to solve it in a way yeah. that generates abundance. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks for that uh, extra perspective. So finally, any final shout out, and where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Um, so I'm the, the only one, the only social media place that I'm active on is, uh, and, and is, uh, Twitter, um, uh-huh. at carrier four, okay. um, and go by, go by the website, fusionchronicles.com. If you're interested in fusion, sign up for the, um, sign up for the newsletter. I'll start, I'm going to start, uh, pushing that out. Um, not too much, probably once a month, once every two weeks, um, until, uh, I get some more momentum, but we'd love to have people yeah. check out the site. Yeah, that, that's your aggregator, the project. That's, that's yeah, yeah. You know, live online. People can sign up, right? right? Or just subscribe. Yeah, and you know, who knows? In three or four months, if you're driving through Metairie, Louisiana, you can, you know, maybe there'll be a, a, a train app that will tell you how long a train is going to be bro- blocking your blocking your path. <laughs> you just keep building and going. Awesome. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I enjoy well, it. Well, I pretty much enjoyed this uh, conversation and uh, thanks for sharing. Uh, and yeah. Um, we uh we definitely i feel we're going to get you back with more <laughs> stories and projects so. as you uh keep up that uh that coding vibe <laughs> i hope so thanks so much yeah thank you and have a great day you too
We hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more from us, go to PyBite slash friends. That is pybit.es slash friends and receive a free gift just for being a friend of the show. And to join our thriving Slack community of Python programmers, go to pybytes slash community. That's pybit.es forward slash community. We hope to see you there and catch you in the next episode.